So little secret for you guys, um, just because I know you're dying to know, I'm not like what you call the most coordinated person on the planet. Okay, like I'm pretty clumsy and it's to the point where like my grandma like tags me posts on Facebook of like people tripping over things, right? Thanks grandma. Like, and I, I get it. Like I'm not asking for like, you guys to feel sorry for me or anything like that. I just need you to know that um, just grace doesn't just like come naturally with these feet at all. But there was um, one thing that I was really good at, and this is how you know it's from the Lord. And it was figure skating, okay? Don't make fun of me, Reina, I saw you just laugh. I know, it's shocking, okay? I was a figure skater for a long part of my life. And um, I'm telling you, that's really how you know it's the Lord because that's like the most graceful sport, right? Yeah, and somehow I managed to be good at it. Like, I'm gonna brag on myself for a little bit because I wasn't just like a decent figure skater. I was like top dog figure skater, okay? I know, it's surprising, but it's awesome. And I remember this one time, like back in my day in middle school, all right, the ice rink was like the happening place to be, okay? This is like where you got all your boyfriends. This is like all that kind of thing, okay? The ice rink was awesome, okay? And you know, me being a graceful figure skater, of course, I was always at the ice rink. And so we were there one Friday night and I was with like a ton of my friends, my middle school boyfriend at the time, because of course, you know, you couldn't date, so you had to date at the ice rink. And so I was there with my middle school boyfriend, all of our friends, and then my like nemesis came up to me and was like, just so you know, I can like skate better than you can. And I was like, <laughs> okay, have you seen this on ice? Like, come on, no, you can't. And so she challenged me that she could skate faster than I could, okay? So I was like, well, duh, I have to impress my boyfriend because I'm in the seventh grade. Yeah, I will challenge you to a race. So we like line up <laughs> at what we called the starting line and the whole race was you just had to circle and then first one back, one. And I was like, girl, I was born for this, okay. And so um, my friend yells, go, all right? And so we take off, and of course, I'm in the lead because top dog figure skater. And I turn around, and um, sometimes if you're not paying attention at the ice rink, there can become like these little holes in the ground. Um, and if you're not paying attention on figure skates, you have like a toe pick, like edges. That can get stuck in there and then you almost die, okay, because you fall. And so <laughs> I was racing this girl and I turn around and I'm like about to like trash talk her. And then all of a sudden, my toe pick, because I'm in the lead and I'm not paying attention, gets stuck in this little ice chunk and I, for like 400 feet, just slid. Like I'm not even kidding, I got up and my whole body, so embarrassing y'all, my whole body was like head to toe in ice. Like pure ice, I had a busted lip. I somehow got a black eye from this. I don't know how. Y'all, it was like the most embarrassing time of my entire life. And the worst part is, is that everybody saw it. Okay, like absolutely everybody. Okay, worst time of my entire life. Plus homegirl totally schooled me at this race. Don't ever talk yourselves up because it always ends bad. But like this, this moment for me was like a defining moment in my skating career. Okay, from the pure embarrassment from all of it, I automatically disqualified myself from figure skating from then on. 
Like I thought, no way that like I screwed up that bad that I have to give up figure skating, right? Because it was like, it was that bad. And I know that sounds like a sorry excuse, but that was what was in my brain is like, God gave me this talent and I just wasted it. Like I just disappointed him. So I disqualified myself from ice skating. And there's a story in the Bible and it's called a parable. Okay, and all a parable is, is, is that something God wants to illustrate and uses a story to do it. And so there's this parable in the book of Matthew and it's Matthew 25 and, and it talks about there's a master and there's three servants. Okay, and so this master calls over his servants and he's like, hey, I don't know, I'm feeling generous. So um, servant number one, I'm gonna give you five bags of silver. Servant number two, I'm gonna give you two bags of silver. And the last one, you only get one bag, okay? And so we pick up in verse 16 and it says, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. So the master who gave these servants this bags of silver come back and he's like, all right, y'all, like show me what you did with what I have given you. And so the first guy comes over with the first like five bags and he's like, yo master, check this out. I invested and I got five more in return. And master's like, yo, up top, nice job, dog. And then the second servant comes over and he's like, master, like I took the two bags that you give me and I got two more in return. And he's like, nice, let's celebrate because you were faithful with what I gave you and you gave me more. But the third servant speaks up and he says, I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it. And so the master then says in verse 28, then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But for those who do nothing, even what the little they have will be taken away. And see, I wonder how many of us, how many of us already have that, that gift in our hand that God's been trying to give us, but we're too scared to use it, right? How many of us have this talent or like these wild, cool gifts that God is like, I just wanna give this to you, but you're like, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared I'm gonna disappoint you, God. I'm scared that, that I know you're trusting me with this, but how am I supposed to live up to it? Like, what if I disappoint you? What if I let you down? And so we hide it, right? But what if, what if the very thing that God is trying to bless you and he's trying and he's like, just let me give this to you. You're like, I don't, I don't want it because I'm gonna fail. I don't want it because I'm scared. I mean, I've been there, right? Ice skating was literally, like the one sport I was good at, okay? Like the one thing that I could crush anybody at. And when I failed at that, I thought I disappointed God because that's the one thing he gave me. And so I stopped doing it. And see, last week, y'all, Pastor Will spoke on this idea of God's love, right? But it, it's not just that. See, one thing that he said has stuck with me ever since, right? And he was talking that God sent Jesus, right? His one and only son, and he paid the price for us, right, to set us free and that we can be free, but it's if we choose to, right? It's, it's a choice that we have. See, God is a generous, 
God. He's a gracious God. He's not a God of force, but he's a God of love, right? And in return, he knew that some of us would never want Jesus back, right? He knew that some of us would never walk out in that freedom, that we would choose to never walk out in that. But he still sent Jesus. And God, he makes it a choice. He said, I know that some of you won't choose Jesus, but it is your choice, and it's your choice to get to walk out in that freedom. See, God loves every inch of you, every single part of you, and he just wants you to choose him. And that's also like the best part about God is that it is a choice, right? See, in the parable, all three servants had a choice of what they should do with the things that were entrusted to them. Right, it was their choice to take what was given to them and to invest and get more in return. But it was also their choice to take what was given to them and hide it. And so I wonder how many of us have hid what God has already given us, right? And so we, we start to use this excuse, and I know I did this, and I start to like believe this lie that I have already pre-disqualified myself from being used by God. Right, I know he's trying to give me something, but I've already said, God, I don't know how you could use me because um, last week I just, I smoked weed and I'm sorry. Right, you already disqualify yourself. And you say, I don't know how God could use me when um, I had just slept with my boyfriend or girlfriend, so why would he use somebody like me? Right, or, or we get into this thing of like, yeah, I know I come to 4640 and stuff, but like, why would you still use me? Because even though I come, like I still don't read my Bible. Like I still don't worship like some of the other people do. I still don't do this and I still don't do this and I still don't do this. And that is a lie, right? You cannot use the excuse that you have already disqualified yourself from being used by God. See, God isn't looking for someone who has it all together. And if you do, I mean, could you please teach me how? Because I could use some of that, right? I think we all could. But God's not looking for a perfect person. Right? He knows that we're going to mess up. This is a fallen world. Like He knows that we're going to sin. He knows that we're going to do all these things. And sometimes we're probably going to turn our back on him, but he still says, I'm still going to choose you. Right? I still want to use you. See, there's this guy, Stephen Furtick, who is one of my favorite pastors, and he pastors this mega church down in North Carolina. And um, he... <laughs> He wrote this book called Unqualified, okay? And I've read this book legit like 30 times. And um, if you follow him on Instagram or anything like that, like he's a big, like big pastor. He's known all around the world. And there's one thing that every time I read this book, it sticks out to me and it says, God does not call the qualified, right? He qualifies the called, right? And I think God wants to know, like wants you guys to all know that you are all called, Right, that we all have a call on our life that he's willing to use everybody despite your past, despite your broken mistakes that you've made, despite all of it. He said, I still am gonna use you. And so I don't know what that looks like in each of your lives, right? This call that is on your life. I don't know if that looks like that in your schools, you now stand up and you're a voice for people that don't have a voice. Right? I don't know if that looks like that you have a job at McDonald's flipping burgers, but because you're there, God said, I'm gonna use you and I'm gonna show people my love through you while you flipping that cheeseburger. 
right? Or maybe God has used you specifically in this room because he knows that your family is so close to coming to know him, right? And you're, you're that voice for them. You're their advocate and trying to get them here. And then who knows, your family might all accept Jesus, right? God is going to use you. You have a call on your life. See, you were created to have a relationship with God, right? You were created with purpose on purpose, right? And, and you were created to be used. You were created to be loved so that no matter what you've done in your past, no matter what you think disqualifies you, no matter any of that, God said, stop thinking about that. Like I'm going to use you. You are not disqualified. See, I think often another excuse that we make is that we're just average, right? That we're just common people. Like we don't have all these talents, we don't have all these giftings, we don't have all of these things that our friends do, we're just average. And y'all, that is a straight up lie, right? We look, at, we look at our friends and we're like, okay, how come they can play soccer so good and I stink at it? Right, or how come math comes so easy to them and I struggle the hardest in it? How come this person is like so much and I can't seem to get a friend? How come this, how come this? Guys, it's a comparison game that we play and I know because I've been there. See, Genesis 1.27 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. If you were made in the image of God, you are anything but common, right? You are anything but ordinary. You were made in the image of the creator of the universe, and that guy's not common, right? That guy is not average. And so I honestly, like, picture this. When you look in the mirror, when you actually look in the mirror, do you believe that you were made in the image of God? Do you actually believe that the creator of the universe sculpted you in his image? Because I honestly think that if we knew that, that if we truly believe that, ain't no way you would ever see yourself as average, right? Ain't no way you would ever see yourself as common. And ain't no way you could ever use an excuse like, well, they can do it better than I can. They have more talents than I do. They can do this, they can do that, no. You were made in the image of the creator of the universe. Like, that is mind blowing. Like, I really hope you get that. Like, that clicks with you because it's true. And if I'm honest with you guys, being a pastor here at Fellowship on this like incredible team that I get to work with is terrifying. Okay, like straight up, all honesty, not just because every five seconds Will jumps out of a corner and scares the crap out of me. Okay, but like, <laughs> it's a true story. It's happened like probably 40 times this week and it's Tuesday. Okay, it's ridiculous, all right? But with like all that being said, like it's intimidating. Okay, because I look at this team that I get to work with, I look at all these pastors and these interns that I'm surrounded with daily and I'm like, what do I bring to the table that they don't already have, right? What kind of talents, what kind of skills, what kind of things has God given me that I can contribute to this team? What makes this so great? I'm just an average person that is somehow 
now on staff as a pastor. Like I'm just a common person. How? And so I've been wrestling with this for a while. And I was talking about it with Pastor Sarah. And Sarah came up to me and we were talking about this. And I was just kind of like, what? Like what what do I offer? What is it? And Sarah told me this answer, which is going to sound very cheesy, but it's straight up biblical, okay? She said, we're all different, but we're equal. And I was like, Sarah, you have to say that you're also a pastor. Like, come on. I know I'm different. Like, that's fine. But it's true. See, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves, some of us are free. But we all have been baptized in the one body of the Spirit. And we are all, we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. See, God created us all to be different, but to all be equal, right? He created you to not have the same talents, to not have the same giftings, to not have any of that, but he created you to be equal, right? He doesn't look down at Kaylin and say, uh, I gave Kaylin more talents than Lily, so therefore she's better. He said, I gave Kaylin completely different talents and gifts than I gave Lily, but together they're gonna glorify my name. Right, different, but equal. See, my talents and my skills that I bring are something completely different that you can't bring. Right, and that's not supposed to like sound proud, that's supposed to like get you stoked because you're different, but equal. See, one thing that God showed me was a gift that he has given me is my laugh, okay? And now, <laughs> and now, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I am somebody that snorts when I laugh, and it's super annoying, okay? Like, to be straight up honest, it kind of used to drive me insane. All right, and so I had, like, wrestled with this my whole life of being like, God, I hate my laugh. And, like, from the time that I was younger, like, I would pray every night and be like, <laughs> Lord Jesus, please make me have a normal laugh because this is super annoying, right? (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but this is like straight up true. What would go through my brain is like, every time I laugh, somebody was like, what the heck is wrong with her? I'm like, I don't have like a sinus problem. Like this isn't normal, (laughs) right? And so I remember this is a total side note, sorry. I was in TJ Maxx and um, I was laughing with Miranda and Pastor Amelie, like Hooper, came in, and she was in the front of the store and found me based on my laugh in the back of the store. <laughs> and told me and was like, I, I heard a snort, and I was like, Brittany Bicky's here, I will follow it. <laughs> and followed my laugh to the back of the store. But so you guys need to know, I hated this, okay? Like this was the one thing, I know some people have like insecurities of different things, mine was my laugh. And so just a couple of months ago, like not years ago, a couple months ago, the Lord had spoke into that and said, your laugh is infectious. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a weird way to say it, but thank you. And he's like, it's not bad infectious, it's good infectious, that your laugh brings joy. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Thanks, God. And he said, not only that, but you don't know it yet, but your laugh is a gift that furthers my kingdom. And I was like, then I'm gonna laugh away all day, like, (laughs) okay. And so like, I just, I got stuck with that because 
I think a lot of times we see gifts and we see talents that God has given us and we ask why, right? Why this gift? Why this talent? Why did you have to give me a laugh that everybody can hear from the front of a store? And I wonder, how many of us think that? Because what if the very thing that we hate the most about us is the very gift that furthers God's kingdom? Right? I mean, have you ever actually sat down and asked God, God, what kind of gifts did you give me? What kind of talents did you give me? What kind of weird, cool things actually used to further your kingdom? See, and one thing God has been showing me this, these past few weeks is almost everybody in the Bible, right, this extraordinary people that we read about when we're younger, these people that we learn about that just like did wild things for God's kingdom, were all just average people, right? And, and I start to think of this like, okay, but I can't sing like Pastor Joe. I know I really want to, but that is not a skill that I have, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up honest. That is not a talent I possess. And we can get wrapped up in this and wrapped up in this. And God's like, hey, the people I use in the Bible, just everyday people, right? They're just everyday average people, right? And it's people like Moses, right? An ordinary Hebrew man who was a murderer and fled. And God called him to save an entire nation. That's not average, right? Or Mary, a 15-year-old girl who became pregnant with the savior of the world, not married, probably thought she would, like she should have been disqualified from that, right? Or my favorite guy in the Bible, who's kind of a lame guy, um, his name is Gideon, okay? And the Bible describes him as like a fearful, least of these kind of man, which means like he was the youngest, Probably not the smartest, not the brightest, probably not like the most handsome, just like, an, what did he have to offer, right? But God called him to defeat thousands of people for his kingdom, right? All of these people that we hear about, David, who was a shepherd, was called to defeat a giant and then later become the greatest king that we've ever read about. And I'm sure at some point, each and every one of these people in their life thought, there's no way that God would use me because I have no talent, I have no skills, I'm not good at soccer, all these kinds of things. And it's excuse after excuse. And they should have disqualified themselves, right? But I think that what all of these people have in common, what all of these like great heroes in the Bible that we talk about, they knew that they were created in the image of God. Right? They knew who they were. They were willing. They were willing to be used by God no matter what. No matter if they didn't have a hundred gifts or skill sets that they could bring to the table. No matter any of it. They were just willing. And they knew. They knew who they were. Right? They believed when God actually spoke to them on their identities, on who he created them to be, they actually believed it. See, God chose you, right? God chose every single one of you in this room. And all you have to do is be willing. Like it doesn't matter your past, it doesn't matter any of that. You're not disqualified being used. Like if that's one thing I need you to know tonight, it's that you can never be disqualified. 
right? And it all comes back to this, is it's our choice, right? It's our choice to think that we're just common people. It's our choice to think that we're just average, that we don't bring a lot to the table. But it's also your choice to believe in who God says you are, right? It's also your choice to be, okay, I'm gonna be willing. I'm gonna go when you call me, God. I'm gonna stand up and be a voice in my school. I'm gonna flip those burgers better than anybody has ever flipped a burger before, right? It is your choice. And I feel like someone in here really needs to hear tonight that you grew up and whoever it was that spoke into your life told you you weren't gonna amount to anything, okay? And I need you to know that that is a complete lie, right? Because what you were told growing up is a lie, right? That you're not gonna amount to anything, that's not true. Because our God is a God of love and he said, you are gonna amount to something because I'm calling you to something right, because you are smart, you're not weird, you're unique, and let me just tell you, unique does not mean weird, okay, unique just means different, but equal, right, (laughs) see, I think there's just some of us that need to know that, like, you are loved by the creator of the universe, right, somebody who took time and said, I formed you even before you even knew it, Somebody who spent so much time perfecting our personalities, who thinks we're freaking awesome, right? You need to know that that's who you are loved by, by a God who would send Jesus knowing that you probably wouldn't choose him at some point. Knowing that some people will never choose to walk out in that freedom, God said, I still sent him because that's how much I love you. And so I wonder, what it is in your life, in your own personal life, that God is trusting you with, right? Because what is it that comes to your mind? What skill, what talent do you have to put forth for God's kingdom that he's like, go and do it. And you're like, no, I don't wanna disappoint you. I'm too afraid, right? What is it, the one thing, right? Maybe you think you only have one talent. That's also a lie. Okay? You have thousands of talents. You just don't know them yet. Right? What is like the one thing that you're like, I'm not disqualified. No, God can use me in this. Maybe it is working at Taco Bell or McDonald's. Right? And one thing, so I spent six years working at Chick-fil-A. Okay? Six years. All right. Now, I thought maybe like two or three tops. That's probably enough, right? And then I'll just move on and I'll get a different job. And, and God said, no, you're gonna stay here. And I was like, hmm? I'm not, no. <laughs> That's funny, God, because I'm not about to do that. I don't wanna work six years at the same fast food job every single day, day in and day out. I know that place so well, it's ridiculous. Okay, and God said, if you're faithful in the little, you'll be faithful in the big. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) if 
I have to work at Chick-fil-A for six years, I will work at Chick-fil-A for six years. And I didn't see at the time, but in that six years, God was shaping me to see how well would I steward that job that he's given me, right? How well with the thing that he has entrusted me with, how well, what am I gonna do with it? Right, and, and after those six years, miraculously, the Lord is good, y'all, okay? His promises do come true, all right? And so after those six years, I then got hired on here full time. So it's faithful in the little, faithful in the big, right? So what is it that God wants you to be faithful in? How are you gonna steward that for him? You need to know that you are not disqualified. You need to know that you are made in the image of the creator of the universe. That's what he wants for you. He wants you to have a big life with him, right? He wants you to be willing to be called, but it is your choice to. And so it's up to you, right? Are you gonna be like the servants and are you gonna take what was given to you and return it more for his kingdom? Are you gonna take it and are you gonna hide it? It's completely your choice. Let's pray. Jesus, we just love you and we thank you that you're such a loving God, that you are such a gracious God, that, that you trust us to have these talents, that you give us these skills that maybe we don't see it yet, maybe we don't understand how we could possibly be made in the image of you. And God, I just pray that each and every one of these kids know that, that each and every one of these students know that you have so much more for them. God, that if they're faithful with what you have given them, God, you are gonna bless them even more. And Jesus, we love you so much. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.